So balancing work, life, and travel is a challenge. I get asked all the time, how do I find time to travel? How do I save money to travel? So I figured it was about time we talked about it. Welcome back to Alpaca My Bags. I'm your host, Erin, and today I'm chatting with Lauren. She's a fellow travel blogger and a travel enthusiast, and she's also the host of a, a hilarious and insightful podcast called Somebody Date Us. Hi, Lauren. Hi. Tell us about your podcast. Okay, well, I know it has nothing to do with travel, but I started my podcast, Somebody Date Us, with two of my now best friends, um, just basically to talk about like the chronicles of like dating in the city and being single in your like late 20s and navigating all the dating apps and everything else that exists now in the 21st century um yeah so we talk about all sorts of things awesome you were texting me today saying you got mailed some vibrators yeah today. They're, they're in my backpack right now. <laughs> the perks <laughs> like what is my life like i'm literally like at this like pharmacy picking up my fedex package and i'm like there's vibrators in here. three vibrators <laughs> Are you going to write a review on that? Uh, yeah, we're going to do a whole episode on it. Nice. So stay tuned. Nice. <laughs> so before we dive in, remember that if you like the podcast or have something to say about it, don't be shy. Please give us a review and a rate on iTunes. You can also subscribe while you're at it. Um, so do you want to tell us more about yourself? Like what else do you do in life? <laughs> in life? Um, yeah. So I am a full-time social media manager um for a large Canadian retailer in my daytime hours and Mm -hmm. then outside of those hours I have obviously my podcast and then I also have a travel blog called Twirl the Globe um and then I try to find time to travel on top of all that yeah my limited vacation days yeah but um yeah feel your pain (laughs) um do you want to tell us about your relationship to travel just to like frame the convo today yeah so I feel like, I mean, I've loved travel for as long as I can remember. My family, like my parents really tried to make travel a big part of our lives like as much as possible. Like we didn't go on exotic vacations as kids or anything, but my dad traveled a lot for work. And so I think he saw the importance of allowing us to travel and give us giving us the opportunities to when they presented themselves. But I think it was like probably when I was in college that it really like the travel bug just like bit me hard. Mm. And I think that's when I realized like, wow, there is so much in this world. I need to see it all. I don't really have any money and I don't know how I'm going to do it. (laughs) Um, But I'm still trying to figure that part out, kind of. But ever since then, I've just been like addicted to like traveling everywhere possible yeah it's interesting you say that because my parents were travelers themselves when they were young Mm -hmm. and then when we were growing up we never left the country Mm -hmm. as a family but my parents would encourage us to travel but it was like encouraging us to save money and travel on our own and now like my siblings also travel a lot and we all are obsessed and my parents it's just ironic because they never brought us traveling they just like instilled in us this idea that it was like a worthy thing to put money towards. And I think that's where it kind of stems from for most people. Like I think people that had parents that that didn't ever travel and didn't really understand it, they don't travel now as adults. So they're like, oh, one day I'll travel. And they're, they're not motivated to or not motivated to spend their money that way yeah. um, because they never really were surrounded by it or given the opportunity to see how great it is, right? Yeah, So totally. Um, Want to tell us about one of your most memorable trips? Oh, boy. 
Um, oh my god, I feel like every trip is so memorable. It's like when people ask me what my favorite country is, and I'm like, it's so hard to compare them all. Um, but I would say maybe like my trip to India. Um, my sister and I did India a couple of years ago now. Um, we did it on a tour because we just like had no idea how to conquer India in like two weeks. But it's just like, it's, I mean, you've been to India. It's like yeah. such a, just a mind blowing place. Like it's just, you don't believe places like this exist in the world and you go there and you're like, I don't even know how I'm supposed to feel right now. Like yeah. all of my senses are like on fire. I just don't even know what's happening. Um, and I remember like before I went on that trip saying to my sister, like, I'm prepared to have like a mental breakdown while I'm there. Like oh, I know I it's several. Yeah. I was <laughs> like, I know it's going to be so overwhelming. And like, I'm just prepared, like prepared for it. And I didn't have any mental breakdowns, but I felt like I was just like numb the whole time. Like my senses <laughs> were like so alive that I'm like, I just don't know how to feel. Like, I don't know. Like what, like what, what's happening around me? I was so tired. Like I slept so much because you're so overwhelmed all the time. But yeah. it just drains all your energy. It's true. Like yeah. you have to be like really aware everywhere oh, yeah. you go. Yeah. Oh, I had so many meltdowns. It's a miracle that my partner's still with me. Like, this is how I know that he really loves me. Like, because we survived that. I remember saying to my sister, I was like, I think, you know, when I find a boyfriend, I'm just going to, like, send him to India with me. I'm like, that will be the true test. Like, like, I want a guy that will travel with me, but, like, that's, like, next level traveling. So, like, just throw him in. It's funny because that's what my parents did right before they got married. Went to India? They went to India. (laughs) Well, are they still together? Yeah. <laughs> there we go. There's proof in this. <laughs> Surefire. Um, okay. So we're going to get into it. Just for a disclaimer, I work full time and I have for the last two years. Um, prior to that, I was a grad student. So I did a master's degree. And during that time, my life was so chill. Anyone who's been to grad school knows, like you have a lot of work, but it's all like based on your own schedule. So I could manipulate my schedule to travel a lot. And I just had so much time and like control over my schedule. And I worked in a restaurant. And if you work in a restaurant in downtown Toronto, you make a lot of money. And so Mm -hmm. I was making like more money than I ever have in my professional life. And so those were my glory years of travel during my master's. I traveled like three or four times a year on like month long trips because I could afford to somehow and I had time. And so transitioning into working full time, like for a company has been very, very hard for me. It felt like very suffocating. Um, so I just wanted to give that disclaimer because I'm coming to this conversation, having experienced like both sides of the coin, like having immense freedom and then like having it ripped away from you by capitalism. So, (laughs) well, and I mean, I've never had the freedoms. I mean, I guess like maybe when I was in college, but I had no money then. Yeah. But I, I started working right out of college and I still feel suffocated. (laughs) <laughs> so I don't know if that ever goes away. <laughs> uh, I don't know. How many how many vacation days do you get? I get like 15. That's pretty good. Yeah, like three weeks. I've always had yeah. three weeks. But yeah. it, I mean, when, like, you know, when you like to go on, on vacations that are to exotic places, like three mm-hmm. weeks is not, is a, not lot a lot. Like it's a lot if you go to Florida or something. But... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the thing is like the three weeks... If you factor in like the day here and there that you need like a long weekend or like going home for a week or more Mm -hmm. at Christmas, once you factor in like family time and like other things in life that come up, it's really not a lot of time off. Yeah. 
Um, especially if you want to go somewhere far and you want to go for like longer than eight days. Yeah. So I'm really lucky because I, in my job, I get five weeks, but that's like completely unheard of. Oh my gosh. And I wouldn't yeah. even put like Are they hiring? <laughs> <laughs> I just got hired. So <laughs> I'll find out. Yeah. Let me know. <laughs> <laughs> but that's really unheard of. So in Canada, two weeks to three weeks seems to be the average mm-hmm. for people. In both my previous jobs, I only had 10 days, mm-hmm. which is Well, I think absurd. that's like the legal amount, right? Like you have to give people 10 days? Yeah. Yeah. So we're, we're definitely not alone in this sentiment of feeling <laughs> suffocated. Um, I found many, many Reddit threads about people asking, how do you balance work and travel? It was literally like a revolving door of the same question. Um, people are really stressed out about no this. No one's figured it out. <laughs> um, so people wonder how to afford frequent travel. How do they get time off? So I amalgamated the most common responses. This is what like people said you need to do. Um, you need to travel in between jobs, which I guess is like possible. I never like, I feel like I've just never had the luxury to like, be like, I can start in four weeks from now. Same. (laughs) That has not been my experience. And also like, how often are we going to change jobs? Yeah. And it's so unpredictable. So like, I just changed jobs now, but I don't have the money right now. Yeah, exactly. It has to be like very planned. Exactly. Uh, Two, own your own business. Everyone's dream. Yeah. Also, though, like people that I know who own their own business don't seem to have that much time. Yeah, they don't have. That's what I was just going to say. It's like easier said than done. Like there's not very many entrepreneurs with a life. I don't know what business I'm supposed to start that doesn't involve me like my whole life. I know. (laughs) All these people on the internet talk about being a digital nomad which yeah. I feel like is not a real thing. Like there's something fishy about the way people talk about it because I always see ads being like, become a digital nomad in two months. Yeah. And I'm like, how? What I mean, I work mean? in social media marketing and that is technically a job that can be done from anywhere. So mm. that can be the frustrating part of it because I sit in my cubicle and I'm like, I could literally be anywhere else doing this exact thing. Mm. So I guess if you found the right place that allowed you that like hired you full-time but you could do it remotely like my friend's a graphic designer and she convinced her workplace to like let her move to Australia with her now husband while he went to law school and just work remotely and she's still like five years later still works remotely and she lives back in Canada like doesn't have to go to the office like I don't think that happens very often (laughs) yeah true I've also noticed though like a lot of people especially our age don't advocate really hard for those things mm -hmm. so that's something I've been trying to do more in my work life is like advocate for myself and be assertive about those things so like in my previous job I was like nope I need to work from home one day a week Mm -hmm. and I think like more of us need to try to do that because then it'll like kind of shift the way the workplace treats those things. Yeah. Like I think like remote working is becoming, offices are realizing like there's value in that, in letting your employees stay home for a day. It's also cheaper for them. Yeah. So there's benefits. I think it will that will get easier too when like the older generations slowly like retire and like millennial generations step into the senior roles. Yeah. Because yeah, we're all like in the same mentality, right? Yeah. But, uh, working abroad, which is something I've done, Mm -hmm. just like getting a visa to live somewhere else. But if you want to have a career, not the best option. Yeah, you kind of have to just like not be picky about the kind of job you're going to get. Exactly. Study abroad. Did you ever do that? I did not. I went on an exchange when I was in like grade 10. Yeah. But it was only for three weeks. So it wasn't like an extended thing. But yeah, 
I did a study abroad and it was amazing. And if anyone listening to this podcast is young enough that they can still do that, like do it. I debated multiple times. Like I applied to universities in like Australia and England. And yeah. I just, I think it was like I was at a point where I'm like looking at the price of it. I was just like, uh, uh, like I wish I, I should have just done it. Like what, what's money at that point? You'll pay it off eventually. But yeah. <laughs> one day. Yeah. But yeah, I never did it. So the struggle for me has been balancing my love of travel with my desire for a career. I'm sure like a lot of people can relate to this. Um, So I've done working abroad, I've done studying abroad, but now I really want to work like long term on a career so that because like, and this is okay, I wrote about this for you, actually. Oh, okay. I grapple with this because as much as I love my career and like want to have that, it's like indirect combat with my love of travel and it feels like you can't have both I know it's like the devil and angel on each shoulder it's like yeah because I feel the same way as like I've always been a career-driven person and I've wanted to build a career for myself and like I went to college and spent all this money and like I I do love what I do but I also love travel and like I have not yet figured out a way to do both Mm -hmm. and yeah, like I'm constantly torn. Like I sit in my cubicle some days and I'm like, oh, why don't I just quit my job and like move to Bali? Like, But then there's the other side of me is like, no, Lauren, like you cannot do this. <laughs> you, you like your job. You like having an apartment in Toronto. <laughs> I know, but this is the thing. So when we finished grad school, my partner and I, we both went on a trip for eight months. Mm-hmm. And I remember leaving and thinking, this is career suicide. Mm-hmm. And people told me, they were like, this is career suicide. This is the moment that you should be getting a job and starting your career. And when we came back, we had deep anxiety about this because we were like, we're screwed. Like, mm-hmm. we'll never get a job. We're too old now. We don't have the experience. Like, we've been off doing nothing yeah. for, like, eight, nine months. And we got back. I had a job in two weeks. He had a job in a month. Mm-hmm. And we were like, this literally had no impact. Yeah. Whether I had done this eight months ago or not, like, it's fine. It's so true. I think, like, I think a lot of the time we get wrapped up in the idea that a career has to, like, have a continuous... Um, flow to it mm-hmm. where like those little breaks I'm not sure that they're as bad as people tell us they are well I think it's also we're, we were raised by a generation that like got a job and worked that job for 50 years and then retired like yeah. and our generation is so different and that's why there's so many like people that hate us in the workplace <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but like we know that we can get other jobs and we none of us are going to stay in our jobs for 50 years like I like and bored in a job after a year yeah. so I can't imagine staying in a job for that long and so I think that's like part of it is that we were raised a certain way so when we feel a different way we're like no no that's not right <laughs> that's not the way you're supposed to do it <laughs> yeah absolutely so what drives you to want to have a career I think like I I want to have like something to my name like I know traveling and like you could be that person that traveled to all these places and like that's awesome and I want to be that person but I also want to like die knowing I accomplished more than just traveling like I want to know that I like had a career and I built my name and I did all these cool things professionally um as well as did all these cool things outside of my nine to five job so like that to me like, and I get, I get accomplishment from, like, career things and career moves and stuff. And I, mm-hmm. I don't know also if I traveled full time, if I would like it as much 
I would like to travel more than I do, but if I traveled all of the time and never had a home base and anything to really come home to, I don't know if I would like it as much. I don't know. Yeah. In my experience of long-term travel, it feels very different than short trips. Mm-hmm. Not even short trips, because I've done like everything from like a two-week trip to a month, and then I've done like eight, nine-month mm-hmm. stints. And the long, long stints feel more... I don't know how to describe it other than like your life is travel. Yeah. Like it's not traveling anymore. It's just like, oh, this is my life mm-hmm. now. Every day I wake up, I have to find somewhere to eat. Mm-hmm. I have to get on a bus. It just becomes like everyday life. Yeah. It, so it feels very different than like the act of traveling. Mm-hmm. I don't know. So, it, and when I think back to like the last time I did that, it feels like this like weird different chapter of my life that's like not related to my career at mm-hmm. all. But I completely agree with the sentiment of like wanting to feel that you've accomplished something professionally. Mm -hmm. And for me, a lot of it is like tied up in my education because I have like so much education. Yeah. And it feels like a waste to not (laughs) have had a career to like match that education that I worked so hard for. (laughs) Also, I need to pay my student loans off. Well, yeah. And then there's that other side of me that's like, I don't think I could live happy. Like, I don't think I'm that much of like like the kind of person that could just live working at hostels or working the odd job here and there never really knowing where my money's coming from and some days like being like I have five dollars to like get through Mm -hmm. this country yeah like I like be have like I'm a creature of routine Mm -hmm. usually in my day-to-day life so to not know where my money's coming from and how I'm gonna live like gives me a bit of anxiety (laughs) yeah totally I also just find there's like great security in the career like you said like Mm -hmm. knowing what my paycheck will be and what day it's arriving yeah something like beautiful about that and knowing that like I have long-term security now Mm -hmm. which is different than when I was a server like everything felt a little bit like scary Mm -hmm. because like yes you're making a lot of money but like for that to translate to a secure future you have to be really smart with your money which I'm not so a career like where you're paying into like your retirement Mm -hmm. automatically is much better for me Uh, and feels safer like how good does it feel when you come back from a trip to your own shower your own bed like your laundry you drink out of the tap (laughs) brush your teeth out of the tap and you're like ah like I love home but I love being away (laughs) you just made me think of something that always makes me laugh whenever we travel so like where was the last place Jordan we were in Jordan you can't put the toilet paper in the toilet entire trip I'm like forgetting trying to remember all the time finally in the last few days of the trip like I've got it like I remember don't put the toilet paper in the toilet like in the waste basket got it the last like five days then we come home and I find myself everywhere I go (laughs) throwing it in the waste basket it's like why do I learn it right at the end of the trip and then I'm coming home like looking like a fool in the bathrooms in Canada yeah you like hesitate like should I put my toothbrush under the tap like what is this world is the shower gonna be cold (laughs) we're so spoiled in Canada really I know it's so much privilege um, so let's talk legalities and the norms around the world when it comes to vacation time. Um, this was actually so interesting for me to research. So Ontario's Employment Standards Act, Ontario is the province we live in, by the way, for all you non-Canadians. Um, so in Ontario, most people have the right to two to three weeks of paid vacation in a year. Um, you earn your vacation by working 12 months for the same employer. 
This varies throughout the province, um, throughout the provinces of Canada, but two to three weeks vacation is pretty standard. Um, so I thought it would be interesting to compare this to other countries just to get a sense of like yeah. whether we're actually being suffocated or if this is like the norm around the world. Because um, I've noticed, and maybe you've noticed this too, whenever I encounter Europeans, they their minds are blown that we only have that much vacation Yeah, or time. they're just like always on vacation. Right? Yeah. Well, don't you guys work? Same with Australians. What are Australians get? I don't know. Get? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I do know. I have okay. written down Okay, here. tell me so more. <laughs> okay. Um, okay, according to my research, by law, every country in the EU has at least four weeks of paid vacation. Um, four weeks. And like, I'm sure there's some employers that are like, I'm going to... Sp- give them more because there's always employers that are like and that's when you start your job so if you like are in an entry-level job 20 days of vacation to begin so it like yeah builds up like I have Dutch family and one of my uncles he gets like two months off a year just because it's like accrued throughout his career Austria which guarantees workers the most time off has a legal minimum of 22 paid vacation days and 13 paid holidays Whoa. each year. Um yeah, wow. that's wild. They must celebrate a lot of things there. They do. 13? Like yo. That seems aggressive. But I mean, I'm not I need to move there, but when I lived in Holland, it felt like every other weekend we had a long <laughs> weekend. I loved it. So Business Insider reports that in Brazil, after a year of employment and a job, workers are entitled to 30 days of paid annual leave. Um, Additionally, they are granted a vacation bonus equal to a third of their monthly salary. (laughs) This is the thing that bothers me. Like, I just feel like employers, like, employees deserve vacation. And I get, like, if I requested two months off in a row, like... That would be a little aggressive. Like, what? Who, who's going to do my job for two months? But, like, if you spread out five weeks a- across the year, like, it really doesn't feel like that much. No. It's really not. It's not going to have a massive impact. No. But for some reason, all these companies think it will. Yeah. Or it could also boil down to them not wanting to pay you. But mm-hmm. I, like, in my previous job, I took unpaid time. I've done that, too. Yeah. Just because the time off is more valuable to me than money in some cases. Well, and I also had a friend who worked somewhere that had unlimited vacation days. And she said she's like, in theory, it was great. She's like, if, if you worked there, you would take a, like the advantage of it in a good way and you would use it. But she's like, most people just felt guilty about taking vacation there. Mm. She's like, most people didn't even use th- three weeks of that, like, let alone like take advantage of like... Because, like, there's also people that, like, all the people that don't like to travel, like, not you and I. Yeah. Like, that don't use three weeks vacation. Like, they carry them over every year. They're like, I I got vacation to use. I'm like, pardon? What? This is, what? What? They're like, well, I'm not going to go on a vacation now. Like, I just, I'll just take them and stay at home or something. I'm like. I don't understand. Yeah, can I have them? Like, there should be some sort of system (laughs) where I can trade these things. Yeah. But I think that kind of speaks to the psychology of work here, which is like, the more you work, the better you look. Yeah, for sure. 
And I've noticed that, like, have you ever noticed that talking to people, especially in Toronto, everyone's always busy. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of like a badge of honor, like how busy you are. Mm -hmm. And this really bothers me sometimes because I'm like, why, why can't I just be like, no, I'm not busy and not feel ashamed. Yeah, I have some friends that work jobs where they're working until like midnight every night. And I was like, you realize you could like have a job that pays you the same, if not more, and you can leave at 5 p.m. every day, right? Like I'm, I'm very much a 9 to 5 girl, like Mm. at the odd night sure whatever yeah but I believe that if you're not paying me or if I'm not banking overtime I'm not staying like yeah I'm contracted for those eight hours yeah I'm sorry but but that is so normal in Toronto Mm -hmm. for people to work ridiculous hours yeah I don't understand it um in Spain an employee's holiday schedule is decided in a mutual agreement between the employee and the employer and it can never be less than 30 calendar days in a 12 month period a mutual agreement so you can yeah. just like be like i need 6 weeks <laughs> yeah listen <laughs> yeah negotiate 6 it. months preferably but <laughs> <laughs> yeah um okay down under australia uh full-time employees get four weeks of paid leave for every year they're at a given job i thought it'd be more but i also think since australia is like in the middle of nowhere that when they are traveling they're traveling for a long period of time they are and actually now that you say that a lot of the australians have encountered traveling so i met this couple one time and they were on a year-long trip and they were like, yeah, we just talked to our jobs. And they were like, take the year off and come back like after a year. Uh, I wish. I know. <laughs> but And then I met a guy who, same thing. He was like, yeah, I'm just on a six-month trip. Like, I'll go back to my job well, like, when I go back. I also find this is kind of unrelated, but I find it funny when you speak to someone who's from like that part of the world, because it's so far away from us, <laughs> where they're like, my dream is to go to Cuba. And you're like, what? Like, literally people get married in Cuba like... Everyone in Canada has been there like five times because of like weddings or like all inclusive vacations with their families <laughs> yeah. or something. It's like not like I would love to go to Cuba. I actually haven't been, but it is like one of the most common travel destinations if you live in Canada. And they're like, ah, it's my dream to go there, like to Dominican or something. And you're just like, but like for uh, like for the equivalent would be like us being like, I want to go to New Zealand or like or Bali, the, yeah, because Bali it's is so, kind of the Cuba of Australia. Yeah. I feel like because it's like the sunny beachy getaway that people go to mm. that's like super cheap for them. Yeah, it's such a short flight. Right? It's so funny when you like put it in perspective. Yeah. Um, the Department of Labor in South Africa stipulates that workers must receive 21 consecutive days of paid annual leave, one day off for every 17 days worked, or one hour off for every 17 hours worked. <laughs> I'm not good at math, and I don't understand yeah, that, this. That would be a complicated system. I'd be like, I don't even know how many vacation days I have. <laughs> and what's 21 consecutive days mean? They have to take three weeks off? In a row? At once? I don't know. What Do you have the U.S. down there? Yeah, okay. U.S. is an interesting one. Okay. Uh, the U.S. Department of Labor does not provide a legal minimum for paid annual leave. Ooh. It's up to the employer to decide. So I wonder what the average is there. I feel like that is a much shittier bad. deal than we have. <laughs> yeah. Fuck. <laughs> Yeah, it says about 74% of American workers have access to paid vacation, according to the Bureau of Labor Statistics. So it's I guess, a matter of days. Yeah, so I guess that means there are people who don't have paid vacation. Yeah. That's absurd. What is North America doing? <laughs> I know, right? 
I still think our we have a, we have a pretty sad situation though compared to other countries. Yeah, by the sounds of it, like everyone it seems to at least get like four weeks off. Yeah. So Plus, like, they're like eighty-five holidays, and we're developed. <laughs> like, why wouldn't we f- know this by now? Yeah. Like, come on. Also, we live in such a gloomy, like, depressing. <laughs> Although there's, there's so like, many. We need it. <laughs> there's so many times I've traveled, and I'm like, why haven't we figured this out yet? Like, I remember Europe got like the um, pin visa and debits like a century ago, and the U.S. Yeah. still doesn't have it in a lot of places. I, I know. Like, like, I remember traveling to Europe as a teenager and it being like, they might not accept your credit cards if they aren't chip. And we didn't even have that yet. Like, it was like an Whoa. exotic innovation. Like, I remember when I was traveling in Europe, <laughs> when I went backpacking for the first time, I was 19 years old. I was told I wouldn't be able to use any of my cards. I carried cash the entire <laughs> Traveler's time. Traveler's checks. Yeah. <laughs> Like, basically, <laughs> no one had mobile phones. I yeah. would, like, this is so funny. I had a laptop, and I would sit in the hostel on the Wi-Fi, and I would hand draw a map of how to find my next hostel. And I still have, I have a notebook somewhere filled with these hand-drawn maps. But, like, isn't it kind of sad that like, our kids will never know what it was like to travel with, like, a real map? Yeah, it is. Okay. All right, so as shitty as it is, I guess it's important for us to recognize that we're definitely privileged to have job security, have the means to travel, um, and also like have a passport that enables us to travel with ease. So I guess what I'm saying is as shitty (laughs) as it is to only have so much vacation, at least we have some privilege. We have like major first world problems over here. I know, it actually is. Like no one's listening to this podcast unless they have first world problems. So So, like even though these privileges have have definitely framed today's conversation, um, I think it's important to recognize that even if time off isn't used to travel per se, um, everyone deserves to have time off. And that like ties into what you were saying before about people who either don't use their time off at all or use it to stay at home. Mm-hmm. Like that's still, I wouldn't do that. Like exactly. I can't imagine at least you're doing, doing that. Doing but at least like people should do that. Mm-hmm. They should definitely Staycation. take advantage. Cause I think when people like don't use their vacation time that kind of sends a message to employers. Like, just use the time so that employers, like, don't see people not using the time and think, oh, they don't need it. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Well, thanks so much for tuning into part one of this episode. Heading into part two, we're going to talk dating while traveling. Um, I mean, since you're the host of a dating podcast, I thought it'd be really fun to talk about this. Pressure. <laughs> and we want to get Lauren's uh, hot takes on hookup culture abroad. So we'll catch you on the flip side. <laughs>